everyone, and welcome to the second episode of our podcast, Gay Panic. Panic. We actually decided on a name. Uh-huh. Uh, so we didn't actually go through with any of the things we promised about putting yeah. it on. So if anyone was media. waiting for a poll, sorry. Um, I, I don't have anything to say to you, apart from... Yeah, sorry. we're sorry. Um, as soon as the name was introduced, Ben started making graphics, so after that it was quite, quite hard to... Put debate the, the name. So. The graphics are amazing. Um, if you want to check out our podcast or if you missed any of our shows, we are actually on Spotify under Ben Campbell, but it's called uh, Gay Panic. Yeah, and, and in the description it lists you, so don't worry, you get your credit work. Credit oh, but um, it's called Gay Panic, and yeah, check out our last episode where we kind of set the scene on what we're doing here and discuss um, how we coped in lockdown. The first minute is is just us wondering whether we're live or not, so I would recommend skipping the first minute. Or if you want to get a feel on, you know, of our personalities, maybe just hear hear the first minute. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty entertaining. And it's Gates panicking, which does... um, set the mood I think I think we should panic yeah. every for the first minute we should panic every time we record something that's true I mean like, pan- it's not what we do and <laughs> as another thing we're we're on Spotify but we're also on Google Podcasts Breaker Radio Public and Pocket Casts as well as we Anchor have- which is the primary like distributor so we have the range we do any- any platform will be on it. Yeah, I pressed one button and we have gone global, ladies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so why don't we talk a little bit about what we're talking about this week? So this week um, is actually Trans Awareness Week, which is a national, is it a national holiday? Um, not holiday, sorry. International. International um, sort of remembrance day and just kind of a celebration of the trans community um, so that starts today Monday um, and continues up until the trans remembrance day is that yeah. right Ben? yeah so okay. the week is um, the transgender awareness week is the week preceding the 20th so we actually started on the 13th, so we're in the midst of it. But yeah. the campaign that we're doing starts today. Um, yeah. And it goes from the 13th to the 19th of November with the Transgender Day of Remembrance on the 20th, which is kind of like the big um, finale, as you will. So um, obviously you've been doing a great job with your campaign that you've set up um, with the Students' Union. Um, and the LGBT Society will be doing some separate events. Um, so uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the events that you'll be doing? Yeah, so actually, as you guys are hearing this, one of the events will be happening because we are pre-recording this because I can't be in two places at once. Well, we yeah. can't be because you will actually be sitting on this panel, which mm-hmm. is the Trans and Non-Binary Experiences panel. Um, so it's going to be student-led, um, a lot of people, well, it's going to be live on the SU, so anyone can access it. It's going to be live on pages, um, which should be fun. And we'll kind of be going over, like, 
this unique experience and especially to do with being trans and non-binary because I feel like a lot of the times trans and non-binary voices go underrepresented and not heard um so really hoping to kind of like like raise awareness and uh kind of like understanding because I feel like a lot of what what I can't personally speak but I feel that some roots of transphobia are just kind of not understanding of experiences and ignorance generally well I mean yeah but like just kind of yeah that it's also really good to be able to give um, trans people and non-binary people a platform to speak um, you Mm. know to talk about their experiences even if it doesn't necessarily like change anyone's views or like introduce anyone to whatever I think allowing them to speak and to be given you know giving them the space to speak is always yeah. a good thing and we should always be trying to do more of that and um, because yeah. like you said their voices are often gone unheard so that's happening monday at 6 p.m and like ben said um well, it's happening at 5 30 till 7 so yeah we'll see. i should like, i should really know that <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna show up like half an hour into it be like right guys where do i sit like um, my experience (laughs) yeah so um, that's going to be great Um, if anyone's wondering about why I'm sitting on the panel I am I'm non-binary so I do go by they them pronouns Um, which yeah Um, which is in the description of the podcast yeah I was going to say that but I, I remembered we're actually doing this on, through the student radio we don't just solely exist oh, yeah. on Spotify well, <laughs> I don't know maybe we're good enough that people will come back for like a second lesson yeah I, if I, you, did. I did the next day I was just walking back from uni just listening to myself speak I was like wow you know and me I and Ben my voice. so this is yeah. like a breakthrough for me like cheap <laughs> therapy just saying Honestly, yeah. Instead of getting therapy, guys, we are deciding to promote getting a station on student radio, NSR, NSR, and then publicly just talking and ranting about everything. It's Mm. it's like free therapy. But um, yeah, so that is the first event. Mm. The second event of um, the week. My events first, or do it like Uh, chronologically? uh, Let's do chronologically. Okay. So the next event is the Wednesday. Uh, so the next event is LGBT Society. Wow, guys! In our defense, if you are listening to this, it is like ten thirty right now at night. Why would you expose so. us like that? <laughs> so I think they need deserve an explanation as to why I have now gotten every event wrong so far in the week. <laughs> it's fine. Um, There's only been one event that you've said. So. <laughs> I've got a solid 100% fail rate in that logic. Um, so Wednesday, LGBT Society is doing a pub quiz. It's going to be our first pub quiz and it's going to be great because mainly it's going to be a quiz and a raffle prize. Um, so raffle ticket and the prizes, we are going all out on the prizes. Like, they're good. And um, Am I allowed to give a hint? Oh, do you know some of the prizes? Well, yeah, because oh, yeah. we posted similar things. I just just one. Yeah, and just I one. I think it leads like suspicion. Well, like when they sent it in, I only saw the words "gay worm." So, 
pay that as you will, but apparently that's up for grabs. Um, that that is up for grabs. In fact, um, so it was our secretary Nat who um, introduced the gay worms. So I was just talking about prizes, and she just sent me a link to this Etsy page. And the way that for the past week she has been mentioning the gay, she's like, "Do you want me to buy the gay worm? Is that a prize? Do you want me to buy it?" Every other day, I'm just like, "Okay, hold your horses on That's this gay what worm." I'm hoping to win. Because in the it's... last book quiz, I won. The last book quiz was in February, and yeah. uh, so right before lockdown, and I, <laughs> I won a like booth at a nightclub that had to be used in March. So oh, you can imagine how much use I got out of that. that uh, and so they wouldn't even the vodka. Oof. So I essentially, switched. I should have. You should have. Can you reimburse me? But. I don't know what they would have given me. So the prizes do take into account the fact that we are in lockdown. I thought when you were going to promote a prize, it was going to be like a really one of the solid prizes we have. Like we're doing like um, real technique makeup brushes in um, honor of our collaboration with the Drag Society um, or something like that. But no, you solidly went for Gay Worm and you parked there and you said, I mean, "This I is think my that's spot." That's an amazing prize. Personally. <laughs> it I is. The way that we've promised this gay worm, so I'm just going to have to message Matt and be like, yes, it is time to buy the gay worm. I mean, how many, how fast is an Etsy store like? Because they have to make them, don't they? Well, because we're, we're going to get the prizes. I mean, we can discuss this after the show. Yeah, okay. I'm just very excited for the gay worms. You Stay are. The gay worm updates. So, um, shockingly, we weren't actually going to just talk about gay worms. Um, this was going to be <laughs> focused more on um, Trans Awareness Week and Trans Community. But I do want to say, if you are interested in coming to our pub quiz, it's open to all. It's going to be great. You'll learn stuff. You'll, you know, hopefully buy stuff and get stuff. It's all for charity, for the charity Mermaids, which is a great charity for um, trans people and trans community. Um, and tickets are available on the NUSU website. So you know, take them. Immediately when you buy um, tickets, you get put into the raffle. And we do have some college raffle prizes, like we've mentioned, the aforementioned prizes. <laughs> I won't mention the gay worm, but... You're just yeah. dying too, yeah. weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so um, Thursday, I believe. Is, is another... Is it Disclosure? Yeah. Yes, it is on Netflix. We're doing a Netflix watch party for the documentary Disclosure, um, which is does about, that I think... Laverne Cox in it? It does. It has a lot of um, quite famous LGBT people. I'm pretty sure Ellen shows up, which is just like, oh, hi, Ellen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're here. Um, but yeah, um, it's an amazing... I think it got really popular, I think, during lockdown for a period of time. and. Um, it's about, I think, trans voices in the media and um, trans stories, I think. Um, I haven't actually watched it yet, so I'm looking forward to going to that and watching it and hopefully you guys will as well. We'll have a little Zoom call afterwards to discuss how we all feel and stuff, but um, all the information, yeah, all the information is on our Facebook page. What's the next event then? The next event is on the Friday, so it's the actual um, trans, like national, like Trans Day of Remembrance. Uh, so the SU and me are hosting a kind of um, remembrance service. So 
we are it's going to be kind of a bit of like history of like uh, trans history and then i've invited some um trans and non-binary members of staff to say a couple words if anyone else wants to say a couple words please feel free there'll be time and then we'll have a moment silent for um the uh in accordance with the trans day of remembrance so that should be good obviously it is a very heavy subject so i'm not expecting like everyone to attend because it is a very heavy like even doing the research for it i was like whoa it is some very like unbelievable stuff um that's very very you know important to like yeah. face it and you know not necessarily like endanger mental health or anything but definitely it's something that we should all be aware of at least yeah. um baseline level because you know the trans community like we're going to talk about very soon and um, the trans community has done so much for our community for so many different communities and um you know there's been significant trans players in every sort of um social justice movement um be it the women's movement or um civil rights movement or the LGBT movement um, in history. But not only that, is that, you know, they are, the trans community deserve to be protected and celebrated and, you know, um, respected. And if we can, with whatever privilege we have, do that for them, I think that's, it's our job to really, especially, you know, as LGBT people in positions of somewhat power and allies like it's definitely important to kind of mm-hmm. remember and honor um yeah. especially when, like they've done so much like for everyone especially like as a um, cis gay man like the stonewall riots like trans uh trans people of color were at like the forefront of that so yeah. it's definitely important to honor them and so, yeah. which kind of leads me on to like how the trans day of remembrance the day itself kind of like formed so it was actually um formed in 1999 uh so it's been around for this will be the 21st year trans day of remembrance and it started in 1999 by a um i believe I have the data here, but it's just, it's just disappeared. I had it up and now it's gone. Don't worry, technical faults happened. It was started in 1999 due to the murder of a trans woman in 1998, who was called Rita, um, Sorry, I'm just trying to load it. It's fine. Um, I should have been more prepared for this, but I had it and now it's just disappeared. Sounds fun. Um, Okay, here we go. So it was started in 1999 by a transgender advocate, Gwendolyn Ann Smith, as a vigil to honor the memory of Rita Hester, 
a transgender woman who was killed in 1998. So um, the visual typically commemorates all um, trans and non-binary uh, people in the trans community who have been lost to violence in the past year. Uh, so as you can imagine, it's a very like heavy subject. Um, and when the founder has a quote, that was a the, so the transgender day of remembrance seeks to highlight the losses we face due to anti-transgender bigotry and violence. I am no stranger to the need to fight for our rights and the right to simply exist is first and foremost. With so many seeking to erase transgender people sometimes in the most brutal ways possible, it is vitally important that those we lose are remembered and that we continue to fight for justice. Which I think is a quote that rings true 21 years later, which is kind of telling on, even though we have come far there's so much like there's so much to keep fighting for and so much to kind of keep advocating for yeah. so yeah that's how it kind of started um and then every year it's kind of been commemorated um and so it is an international holiday so it actually takes data and every year um a named list gets published of the amount of trans and gender diverse people who were reported murder in the last year. So this year, um, 350 were reported murder. And I know. And what is equally kind of like distressing is that those are only the reported cases. Yeah, exactly. Especially in like international people, like in other countries where maybe they don't have ways of reporting um transgender and gender diverse people and also in other countries where they would get misgendered in reports um kind of yeah it's like, not in some other that. countries it and could just not be recognized yeah as so something that number is probably a lot higher um in instances uh because i was doing research on into like the uh this is also a very deep topic, but into the um, the murder rate because it's quite like a I think people dispute like that with the kind of thing about like they get murdered at the same rate as like cis people but it's not true and it's also not taking into account the fact that a lot of trans people have to like are like so cautious modifying the way they expressed to fit in with the like climate that they're in or like way that they are um like whereabouts they are so and just like having to go out into the street and like worry about that is like something that no one should have to deal with or like fight or not fight deal with or like live with it's i just i couldn't imagine no, yeah, I completely agree. It's a. Uh... Sorry, is there an echo? No. I don't okay. Know. I don't know. I, I can hear one, so there's two of me talking right now, which is fun. Um, but yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, it is such a. It, the number, and the rate of which that community is, um, you know, fatally affected is really shocking and um you know we need to be able to change these things and even the number you know it's a shocking rate and shocking statistics to go off of but like you said it 
probably very inaccurate and the statistics are probably a lot higher um, and you know it's something that we shouldn't shy away from and it's definitely something that it's so important to especially have like the whole week dedicated to discussing this issue and um, yeah and but why, sorry I was going to say like and what is like quite shocking is that um like the rate is increasing over the years like the um i think last year was 326 reported so it has increased over last year especially in america like in america in the us last year there were 26 reported um like murders of transgender um people and this year within like i believe seven months it had already reached 28 and so it is very telling about how it's like and i think it's been described in an epidemic like these rates are rising hence the kind of need for talking and educating and awareness because like people i think people are so quick to assume that like things are getting better or like things are fine and it's like you know the whole thing where like oh i just don't get why like gay people have to like shove it down like our throats and it's like well, we're not doing that we're just simply existing and yeah um yeah and like those kind of statistics really show that like no we need to talk about this we need to raise awareness we need to protect transgender mm-hmm. people so i think one way of um doing that is you know, uplifting trans um, voices, both present day and kind of talking about the past and kind mm-hmm. of um, what, you know, because there are so many trans, you know, people are often acting like being trans is like some new thing, some new yeah. modern thing that like just millennials or Gen Z are like snowflakes and um, the rates are like, um, you know, I trans being ironic trans. when people yeah. feel, like, our generation snowflakes and then they'll see like a rainbow puppy and like lose their mind yeah it's and, just like that is an inanimate object that you are i just saw um cod is now giving a non-binary option not cod as I in saw the fish well, cod yeah. isn't um call of duty <laughs> i was like because as soon as i said that i was like that sounds like a poem about the fish i thought of the fish <laughs> <laughs> had it was giving yeah but no i but, saw that as well like so my flatmates like, in the my flatmates in the room with me, and so her face just now when she said "caught the fish," she's just like, um, on live air, really. <laughs> but yeah, like, and I, I, I don't know if you saw the same tweet as me, but it was like the one attached was like, you can shoot someone in like, uh, in the head, point blank rage with a shotgun, and then go into a bush and fully recover, and you think mm. that adding a non-binary option is unrealistic. Yeah, because someone had tweeted saying, um, I don't think there were non-binary people in the 1980s. And then someone like, quote tweeted that and was like, I don't think there were zombies in the 1980s either. <laughs> and yet, like... And yet, here we are. But it's, yeah, it's very important to, like, you know, say, like, first of all, I do agree that there are a lot more non-binary people and trans people, just like there are a lot more LGBT people, um, like lesbian or bi or gay people. A lot more people mm-hmm. are identifying with these things naturally because you know if society is making it even somewhat more acceptable then that's just going to introduce more people 
being willing to you know look inside themselves and be like right actually figure out who I am and what I am properly if these are options given us to us through you know media through um education and actually knowing this is a community and these people have existed for hundreds of years and will continue to exist um and that's why I love really learning about different aspects of history um because especially trans like I said earlier trans people have really been at the forefront of so many you know it's like um you know like just before um going on to do this um I was just rereading the notes from like some history talks I did last year and um Polly Murray was a great um person who was heavily involved in um the second wave feminism uh, wait was the second wave or was the third wave in the 1960s was that second I, wave feminism yeah. <laughs> yeah in the wrong person i don't oh. know nothing uh, i could look it up but uh, i think don't worry i've got my notes here um okay. thank god because i was not for <laughs> a pop quiz okay yeah well you know what i actually didn't write that note but in the 1960s um actually from the 1940s to the like 1960s 1970s um Polly Murray was working in like like um working for civil rights stuff she was a lawyer she was one of the first black um women um mm. to be a lawyer and she was heavily involved with like JFK put her on the committee for like women women's rights like his presidential committee so she did so much work um an amazing person so to read into her that's Polly Murray and it's ironic that I'm saying her for her because that is what she used to refer to herself mm. but um reading their diaries reading Polly Murray's diaries and reading a lot of historians have kind of talked the fact that she actually identified as a, as a trans man and she would talk about she would look into things like sex changes and like hormone therapy and stuff like that Yeah. Um obviously was a bit more limited in the 1960s but um you know she was she had romantic relationships with women and that was kind of her you know she never shied away from that um but she was actually a lot of people think you know consider her to be a trans man in history and um kind of about kind of like history that no one thinks about because obviously it's written in the context of the year so when a lot of people are like oh like there were so many like it's like a new thing it's like a trend it's like like is can i is cis washed a phrase i mean make it a phrase come on introduce like, it like history is like cis washed mhm and that's quite hard to say but it gets my point across that like kind of yeah. the identities of like people would have been lost if there wasn't like documentation like that and a lot of people a lot of people see a lot of trans men as lesbians in history but it's only been recently that people are kind of seeing like mm. if there is a person in history who said you know they would write in their letters whatever like i am a man in every sense of the word yeah. except physically and people would be like oh that's just to justify their relation romantic relationships with other women and it's like no it's very clearly they are saying that they are trans it's yeah. just like you said it's been stiswashed and we're just like we refuse to believe it until there is like a neon sign over someone from history yeah. that state like screams this person was trans or this person was gay or this person was bald yeah. 
and like people just refuse to believe it because they like the idea of like saying oh it's a new thing it's a new trend it's not that deep yeah. it is that deep and also a lot of trans people obviously will feel more comfortable to deal with it in present day not deal yeah. with it i'm so sorry but like um yeah yeah like to kind of face it yeah it's like with like with as much progress as we need to make progress has been made progress has still been made huge progress yeah and like um same time like into the history thing i was talking to a friend the other day and they had said something like well like obviously like with language constantly evolving and changing like people who did identify as that in the past may not have had the language that we now have to indicate how they identify so like transgender may not have been a term then uh that couldn't have like that would have been accessible and highly used and as like a label for people to identify with so i think that also like kind of factors into it because like you said if people don't see like the clear cut word like transgender they'll just be like oh no it's this yeah it's so um clear to me that um it is that so many trans people and lgbt people really did exist throughout history like the more you read into it the more you kind of realize like yeah. yeah they have existed but it's just that obviously they were put in so much danger and lgbt in general has been kind of given the treatment the community has definitely given been given the treatment of being like uh underground nighttime sort of thing like yeah. dead of night you can meet um in your clubs and in your you know with your poppers but like it's very much not yeah. a it's considered it's, yeah, yeah so it in history in history will obviously have been crowded and you know not acknowledged as something you know that is actually there so um i think one of the biggest ways we can is personally in my opinion one of the biggest ways we can tackle it is introducing a lot of you know trans people in history not as because they were involved in so many different aspects mm-hmm. so you know that'll just help people kind of figure it out be like right well i have ancestors in this community i have people um people have like me have existed for centuries this is not a new thing this is not a yeah it doesn't have to be a significant thing it is obviously a significant thing but it doesn't have to be it's not it shouldn't be considered to be this brand new um trend it's definitely not a trend it's a way it's it's just an a fact of life people are trans yeah and like it's like there's so many kind of like documented cases of like um like the genders uh like in different kind of Cultures, like like yeah. the hijra of india um the mm-hmm. two spirit of native america um mm-hmm. who gender are like is such a, yeah gender is such a fluid thing i know when i i mean we're talking about this as if it's like a separate experience but at the end of the day i think you're quite sure obviously not to put words into your mouth but i think you're quite sure in your identity as cis and i'm quite sure in my identity as non-binary just because yeah. we have we being surrounded by lgbt people we both did that sort of self reflection and kind of came to terms our relationship with gender which is something that no one really ever does because gender is so enforced 
from the yeah. outset through gender reveal parties like before i'm even born people are like right this person's a woman this or a Wait, boy or a girl i didn't have one obviously my <laughs> um <laughs> i was like wow ahead of the trend <laughs> no i didn't know but as in like just generally society is that those are the expectations yeah um sure. but like if you actually do the sort of work to kind of self-reflect and like think about your experiences with gender like i know when i was coming to terms with being non-binary like i first thought i went through a strong phase of being like maybe i'm a trans guy um and then i kind of was like because i just did not feel comfortable in being considered a woman like as soon as i started thinking about it i just realized like it's not me that's not really i don't really feel comfortable in that community that much as in like i can relate to it a lot because i have been raised as a woman and i've been treated like a woman and from the outset people presume that but in terms of like my actual inner um uh, thoughts on gender and stuff i i want to take a step back from gender completely and that's what being non-binary is to me it's just completely removing myself from the whole messiness of what clothes to wear and what um yeah. how to act how to treat people what friends to have what you know just completely remove myself from that and be like <laughs> just have a party on my own private island away yeah. from men and women have your own gender reveal party exactly yeah gen- the gender reveal party is that there is no gender that is but like you have is- like buy work and it's just like yeah it could be like there's no gender but there is cake and i think that would yeah. be a great you could eat the cake and there's nothing in it it's just empty no you know what it is it's actually cake which in 2020 is shocking because do you remember that craze where on twitter and that everything was cake oh yeah Wait. so but if you cut into the cake and it's cake then it is cake it's still cake so we cut into the cake but it's not a cake it's like i think i'm overthinking this <laughs> <laughs> i think it will work we'll host With that, that. Yeah. we will next week we'll invite it um these these are false promises please don't come to yeah, my show dorks <laughs> yeah the big lockdown is fun yeah. i was fine may i want a slice <laughs> yeah um but yeah that big tangent was essentially to say like gender is such a complex thing and to mm-hmm. actually do the work and kind of deal with it and kind of figure out where you lie on the you know because the gender is is you can't even say it's a spectrum or it's a made up thing or it's anything it's just so big and complex and rules our entire lives yeah. um this is a really nice um kind of like uh cuz for national coming out day uh, i found this um kind of like handbook that i think the travel project had made and it had kind of um detailed like sexuality and how that kind of um into English and I also had like a separate section for gender identity and it just kind of like drew it as like a big cloud which like seems weird but like when you look at it is like oh okay like that kind of makes sense in a way what did the cloud have like where had like mass like um ma- uh, masculine feminine non-binary and then like age and uh, somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I've probably butchered that and it will explain it way better in the booklet which you can find on the travel project. But I thought that was neat and it had like good explanations. Yeah, like gender is just huge and it's such a big thing. So, mm. you know, 
whatever your relationship with it, be it if you are cis and do identify with the gender you have, if you're um, if you that you were born with, or if you're trans, um, if you're a binary trans person, so you're a trans woman or a trans man, or if you're completely non-binary and you're geek to it all. It's such a complex thing, but it is something that has existed for centuries. Um, and it's so important to think about how it's impacted whatever community you're part of, because it will inevitably have impacted um, it's one of your communities, especially the LGBT community, as I think we should all be somewhat aware of. But um, LGBT. Delve a little bit into that. Huh? Should we delve into that? Should we? Yeah, we we could we could just um, talk a bit about you know Stonewall riot. Um, that's often people use that as a go-to to kind of indicate the start of the LGBT rights movement but obviously it wasn't the start of the LGBT rights movement um in fact it may have been the instigator to what we now know as our present day fight for rights but it definitely wasn't the first thing but um even before that trans people because obviously the key players of um that night Stonewall riots were like Marsha P. Johnson, Stormy Dilavari, Marsha P. Um, sorry Miss Major Griffin um, Miss Major and Sylvia Rivera and stuff and we can talk about them in a moment but I do want to point out that even a decade before the Stonewall riot um, which was in 1969 in 1959 there was the Cooper Donuts riot um, which was again police attacking um, and police brutality towards trans people um, trans uh, women and cis gay men in drag um you know the really frowned upon like effeminate um gay man or the trans women Mm. um and the police attacked them they fought back and that was still one of the you know that's actually one of the first documented right lgbt riot yeah um or fighting back towards against police brutality and that was 10 years before stonewall so when we say trans people have been monumental in our fight in throughout history they have and the LGBT community could not could not be anything without the trans community and it's so important to not only remember that and acknowledge that and you know know that within yourself but to promote that and tell other people and make sure everyone is aware of essentially who you you know need to pay your respect to and pay your dues to yeah I but do you want another point no, don't worry. Um, but just like on the topic of Stonewall, because I know when a lot of people like bring Stonewall up, but it's kind of like the be all and end all of like LGBT rights. It's like Stonewall happened, we got our rights, yay. Yeah. Which is like not what happened. I mean, 10 years after, which is, I guess, like gay things happen every 10 years. I don't know. No, like, oh my God. The, Actually, yeah, okay. like the White Night Riots, um, which was due to the sentencing of Dan Smith, I believe, is that his name? Dan White, um, Mm. who was um, the person who assassinated Harvey Milk. Um, So he, and, um, so he got sentenced and uh, they didn't, he got, he wasn't convicted of first degree murder. um, So, 
Yeah, and that was the most violent reaction by gay Americans since 1969. And then yeah. obviously after that, um, in the 80s, was the AIDS epidemic crisis. Yeah, that's um, what I was actually, because like you said, do things just happen in like every 10 years? So like, I've done a bit, quite a bit of research on like LGBT history, just because, you know, you got to learn who you came from and what you came from. Yeah. Um, and they don't exactly teach us it in schools, do they? <laughs> so, um, it's very interesting because something that I've noted, uh, noticed is very much that there's like a wave of LGBT history, kind of LGBT rights or um, advancements in our um, movement um, versus like setbacks. So like, yeah. you know, 1960s, uh, like the 1970s was obviously quite free love. Um, yeah. Pride started because of the 1969 Stonewall riots, so Pride was a constant yearly thing. It was introduced to other countries like London in like I think 1972. So, or like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously there's like that 10 year period of you know free love, um, New York being the like kind of hub and center of um, you know sex being less um, stigmatized. Um, contraception being introduced um, women getting those rights for contraception um, sex and porn and stuff like that those industries boomed and LGBT people were kind of given a lot more respect societally, social wise um, you know politically wise maybe not so much then obviously the 80s came and with the 80s came the AIDS pandemic like you said and that completely changed things and what used to you know what nearly was a kind of somewhat accepted thing in society was now considered to be a sin from God again and like that God was punishing all LGBT people yeah. with the pandemic and then obviously even now we can see it like um, under Obama not that Obama was you know the epitome or epitome or I don't know that word but the best thing for gay rights but um, he did you know we did get um um, the right to marry and stuff like that um, don't ask don't tell got shut down at least in America and um, you know a lot of movements did have have happened for LGBT people then obviously Trump comes into power and it seems like a lot of the advancements we were given were just you know taken back and um, so it is that sort of wave that has kind of existed throughout history um, that there are waves of LGBT advancements and um, step back. So, sorry, that was a big tangent on what you said, but like, yeah, but it is like interesting. Like, I wonder, like, what is the reason? Maybe it's because, like, it's like I don't know. Like, I think, I think there's a lot of reasons, but one thing is that <laughs> the only thing I can say is that it's a wavy <laughs> line. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that my reasons are. Um, I think one thing is that. It's very hard to, because I think culture and community is kind of formed depending, you know, based on your surroundings and your upbringing. But the thing is, being LGBT can happen to anyone. Like that is obviously something you are born with. It's something inherent inside you. There's not anything that like shifts it or like makes it happen. So it's quite not hard, but it is that a bit harder for us to kind of be a community because I love the LGBT community but I know a fraction of it and I was raised in like obviously the Muslim community and yeah. the Pakistani community 
and that's because like everyone surrounding me was Muslim and was Pakistani and that is you know that's less something you're born with and something you're born into you're yeah. often born into your communities but LGBT we're scattered all over the place so how do we kind of form that community if we're not yeah. born into it also um, it's just like very dependent on like the people in power which mm-hmm. is not good for anything yeah yeah I wasn't saying it's our fault but like <laughs> it is like it's hard for us to fight for our rights when we are such a scattered community we have to f- come together and form those movements and form those groups and we have all had such different and individual upbringing that it's hard to every other community we have a lot of divisiveness as well yeah so really bad yeah it's really bad um but yeah i think that's a big reason why potentially um lgbt rights come in waves and it's like one step backwards one step forward two step backwards but we're getting there hopefully the next 10 years we've, we've lived through the trump era and um, we as in people from newcastle we weren't really that impacted let's be honest but yeah. the community well, I, yeah but it is like i think for lgbt people's rights I th- like a common theme that i've seen is that a lot of the advancements are very america-centric yeah. um which i guess is is kind of why I feel like an affinity to like obviously the American elections like I cared anyway because Trump is <coughs> not a good person um, but yeah like so many of the advancements were like in America and I don't want to say trickle down because like I don't know but but um, well, reflected yeah, in other areas like, yeah. yeah so I do think kind of like what happens there definitely has an impact in like the Western world for LGBT people's rights. Um, so, yeah, and that's another thing of like, kind of, um, again, like awareness and where we have to stand in solidarity with like the transgender community because with the kind of repeals that Trump made um, and the kind of divisive rhetoric that's being very much um, amplified in kind of Britain right now it's more important than ever to kind of listen to those voices, understand where they're coming from and what they need and just really kind of be an ally Yeah, very much So, I don't know how much time do we have left I have no idea I should have started a timer for this um, okay. but I think we can close off. Well, ha- I guess I we'll have to do another session on Stonewall and kind of. Mm-hmm. I want to say icons, but that's not the right word. Significant figures, or yes. <laughs> or legends. <laughs> Maybe not legends and icons are very um, big titles to put on people who you know they are often a lot of them are legends and icons but yeah. let's just say six key players of the night yeah okay we'll have but, to do um, follow up yeah i think if i think we probably have at least 10 minutes left i'm presuming um just because we did yeah converse quite a bit at the start so i'm thinking for the last 10 minutes you want to talk about what you think 
makes a good ally for um, trans people? I can do, but I... It's like... Obviously, like, I'm cis, so, like, I'm not going to be the best person to speak on, like, being... A good like, ally. <laughs> it's not you're what like, I mean, as in, um, like... Just follow my lead and do everything that I do, and you're going to be the best ally possible, guys. <laughs> so, just be Ben. Like, change your name to Ben Campbell, and then you'll do great. But no, like, as I, like, I am cis, like, I... I don't, I don't like have an authority or like a rule book like I don't know I can't claim to know exactly what the transgender community needs but I would say is that engage with the community listen to them hear what they have to say um, obviously uh, trans people aren't a monolith like you can't assume that the um, every single trans person is going to have the exact same views on like everything um, but there are like fundamental needs that are required and just like listening, tuning into the panel like, uh, to hear more about that and I think like making the effort and like remembering, honouring, especially like if you are a cis gay man there's no excuse not to be an ally because like, I mean, there's no excuse not to be an ally for anyone, but like, like our rights were fought for by Miss Major, Marsha B. Johnson, um, other people that I'm sure you'll correct me on. Sylvia, And they were so instrumental in um, us being able to look who we want today. And so, and now we have to stand up for them and have to amplify their voices and have to campaign for them and their needs and their healthcare and stuff like that because it's what's right yeah, and they have done the same is. for us so yeah I think that's brilliantly said um, Thank you. I agree <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Um, I agree in that it is very much like um, give them the space to talk I think yeah. give every give the community space to talk put on you know give them safe spaces give them a platform do all of that but also don't expect every trans person to first of all be willing to talk for the entire community but also to be your educator like Google is yeah. and Google is the best mm-hmm. Thing. like nobody is born with this knowledge me and Ben even we didn't we weren't born with this knowledge like we didn't come out of the womb knowing exactly you know pardon? speak for yourself okay speak for myself um, Ben was the officer from the outset but I had to fight my way up here so you know I did the research I didn't I, I Google is a brilliant thing there are so many websites that gives you all the information on everything and anything from um, the different you know being trans is like a very overarching thing and there's umbrella it's an umbrella term for the community and there are a lot of specific things underneath that um, do your own research on what certain words mean certain things mean um, don't ask personal questions 
and stuff like that. Don't expect a trans person's life and experiences. Don't expect that like yeah. that they owe you any of their personal information or personal experiences to help you become a better ally. Do that work yourself. Um, listen to listen to podcasts. Listen to um, <laughs> you know do your research. Go look it up. But also you know like I think what you said then engaging with the community is a brilliant way to put it it's such a vibrant and amazing community with the most amazing people I've met and um yes so it's so important to you know do the work and engage with the community and just try be decent like Ben said be better be decent and um (laughs) yeah you know prioritize the more vulnerable people in our society because what's the point then otherwise (laughs) um i think that about wraps up kind of the podcast okay if do you want to come up with your penguin fact i didn't know this but five minutes before um we decided to record this ben just turned to me and was like do you have your penguin fact ready and i didn't realize that my last year's panic penguin fact was um (laughs) going to be a key ending and it turned out to be a popular section so (laughs) and until there are no facts about penguins left to tell oh my god Um, so we should have really incorporated penguins into um the title i know yeah (laughs) gay panic and penguins gay panic with penguins gay panic okay that really sells us in a way that i don't think we can reach like i don't think I think the audience will be expecting something very different. Well, my fun fact about penguins is that they can drink seawater, which I think is cool. I mean, I can drink seawater as well, but probably not a lot of it. I don't think you could. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could. I mean, I have drank seawater. Yeah, we all have sometimes drank seawater. We literally just Okay, you know what? This is a side note. But you know what I realized the other day? What? Um, that we are fish corpses. No, we are fish corpses. Um, what's the thing you put in casket? You know, like, when you eat a fish, you, like, end up being... Is that this doesn't make sense. Because <laughs> oh, no, my penguin fact is even darker. In my defense, I just searched up gay penguin facts, not gay penguin facts, just penguin facts in a panic because I didn't realize it was part of our show. And the first fact that Google thinks is like a fun fact for us to know is that penguins are eaten by sea lions. And I'm like, that's not a penguin fact that anyone wants to know when they search up penguin facts. It's well, I guess that's the end of our show. Penguins are eaten by sea lions. But um, um, thank you sorry. everyone for tuning in. Uh, if you've made it this long, I understand uh, how monotonous my voice is, so I won't be offended. Um, I will be offended, so you better stop here then. Anyway. Okay. So, yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you next week.